Hello and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I am so excited because I have one of my very best friends on the show today. Her name is Maddie Maple. She is a confidence coach and she has not only been an incredible friend to me, but an incredible coach to me as well. And I could not be more honored to have you on the show. Maddie, say hello to the audience and tell us who you are. Uh, Hello, Lioness Podcast. I am so honored and grateful to be here. Anytime Jane wants me on the show, I am just ecstatic. Oh, wait, I've never been on your show. You've never been on my show. For some reason, I was thinking... Like you were having me back on your show. So I was like, anytime mm. you ask me to come on, I'm so grateful. And I just realized I've never been here. No, you I've are a guest you. coach in Sanctuary Program. That's what it was. Yeah. And oh my God. only people who have been in Sanctuary have gotten to hear that, that guest coaching, which is so cool. Oh. It's very special. My God, that's so funny. I'm like, I'm back, you guys. No, hi. <laughs> For the first time. Hello, Linus Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so most of you guys probably don't know me at all, and um, like Jane said, I'm Maddie Maple, and I am a confidence coach and also a business coach. Um, I live in Venice, California. I live here with my boyfriend and one of our best friends. Um, I have two little kittens now, so I am a mommy and have my little family, Um, and yeah, I mean, really... I am just a personal development junkie. I'm obsessed with confidence and belief work and manifestation. Um, And my business is kind of my whole life. Other than my business, I love to go to festivals. So if I have any fellow ravers out there, (laughs) hello. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much me. Festivals, business, and now cats. And (laughs) yes, and that's me. That's pretty much all you need to know about about me (laughs) oh my gosh and the best part is you guys can't see this but maddie literally has a pink towel wrapped around her head right now just perfectly there's like some little rainbows shining in on your face it's just like how can you how can someone be so perfect well you know what's Um, funny is my towel actually isn't pink but everything in my office is pink so the light just reflects (laughs) and just makes everything pink like my rug is pink my couch is pink my office chair is pink like everything is just pink and makes me look pink yeah Maddie is like real life Elle Woods and I remember there was a day when you were like I've never seen Legally Blonde and I was like what your whole aesthetic is Elle Woods like you, you like I thought this whole time that you've always been like what would Elle Woods wear and then like that's your inspiration no but it's just you girl it's my just you. my inspiration well I did end up watching it because of you so yeah. thank you it was, it was really like good you have to yeah but actually my inspiration is um maybe not with the whole pink thing but Cher from Clueless oh she, she is my fucking inspiration and that's why like I wear a lot of plaid like my new podcast cover art it's mm-hmm. very um I'm very inspired by the whole Clueless movie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And we're very inspired by women who look hot and dress cute and be themselves and are also like boss bitches. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's so funny. In one of my um, sessions the other week in Metamorphosis, and Metamorphosis is just like my confidence program, we were talking about like who you are and authenticity, right? And one of the girls was like, you know, I don't know... 
I don't really know who I am because I don't really fit in with like the skater girls. I don't fit in with the spiritual girls. I don't fit in with the outdoorsy girls. Like I don't really fit in any of those like groups or like stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of dove into like, you know, who you are is not a stereotype. It's exactly, it's just who you are. And I was telling her like, um, you know, the spiritual community, you see them very like boho flowy clothing and like a lot of the um what do you call it when the tapestries are like kind of like mandala mm-hmm, like geometric mm-hmm. whatever and i'm like i'm very spiritual and if you look at like my closet or my office like you would not think that at yeah. all so like yeah. you can be professional and dress slutty and you can be spiritual and you can dress in pink sparkles and rainbows and plaid and I yes. think I think it's so empowering to yeah be boss ass bitch businesswoman and dress however the fuck you, you want honestly yeah. yeah yeah it's funny like in in my job I sometimes feel like I'm supposed to be wearing like white linens and flowy clothes all the time and I walk into my meditation classes like with my Carhartt beanie and like my puffy vest on and my Timberlands and I'm just like yeah I'm just like this butch ass meditation teacher and and it's so fun to just be who you are and and I always think like dress for the job you want and I'm like dress for the person that you are Mm. and the job that you have is who you are you know Mm. I love that we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah Yeah. dissecting the cliches my favorite things oh yes it's it's so fun um so I want to just talk a little bit about how we met because I was telling somebody yesterday how I met you and it's just like such a silly story to me because I was I I think I was like I think I was sick with COVID when this happened because Mm -hmm. I am sure that I got coronavirus because the day that I was exposed, I was so down. My, Mm -hmm. I was so insecure. And what I learned about myself being in quarantine before the lockdown, I was waking up every day, yoga teacher, going to the restaurant, serving tables, making drinks, just like teaching my classes, seeing my Reiki clients. Like I was always in front of people and Mm -hmm. always like, looking cute and just like being like my vibrant, confident self. Yeah. And then no longer be in front of people. Like stay in your apartment with your girlfriend and your dog for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. And it was so weird to see my self-confidence just decline so quickly. Mm -hmm. And at first I was very confused as to why, but looking back, it's very clear that like, I gain confidence when I walk into a yoga studio and I'm like, hey, everyone, let's start in down dog, you know, like, that's where I get my confidence from being around people socializing, having people kind of reflect me onto them. So I just started to deal with this like, crazy confidence issues, like really low self esteem. And this day, like, I went to teach a class and it was like, teaching was getting hard for me like especially because we had to wear masks Mm. and and it was so hard for me to share my personality when my face was covered and the next day I got a message like you've been exposed when you were at work and then the next day I'm like (laughs) I'm dying I'm dying and it was like so horrible so anyways two weeks later I'm like laying in bed you know surviving from this crazy virus and I'm literally like how did you let this happen, Jane? Yeah. Like, 
you are an energy master. How did you let this happen? And I started thinking like your, your like energetic vibration has been going down since you've been stuck inside. And it doesn't matter how many Vajrasattva practices you do or how many yoga practices you do or how many blessings you get from your Rinpoche, like your energy is down and you need help with your confidence. Like you need help building up confidence when you're stuck alone in your house all day. So I literally in that moment and throughout (laughs) my whole life, I get these little whispers like you should do this, you know, you should find, I bet there's a confidence coach on Instagram that can help you. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, like, I swear, I'm like, is this really how I met Maddie? This is literally how I met Maddie. It's insane. I open my Instagram and type in confidence coach. And there's a ton mm-hmm. of them. So I follow a bunch of them. But then I see you and I'm like, this chick is dope. Like, this chick knows what's up. Like, I just, and th- this is why I don't believe in competition. Because there were like 10 that I looked at. But yeah. I only resonated with one. Yeah. Only one. I followed a bunch. I've unfollowed all of them since because none of them did anything to speak to me. And it's all about resonance. And so I follow you and you immediately message me like, Jane of 801, are you from Salt Lake? And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, me too. And I'm like, Shut you up. got to be kidding me. And yeah, then- I'm like, I could spot that 801 out of anywhere. <laughs> I saw the 801. I was like, what? Hi. Yeah. And I was like, she's saying hi to me. This really cool girl saying hi to me. <laughs> and then you're like, I've been looking for a Reiki healer. And I'm like, no, no, no fucking way. Yeah. And then you book a session with me. And I'm just like, I'm just like, it was one of those like serendipitous synchronicitous things where like the universe whispers to you to do something. And then boom, 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 before you know it. I'm on a call with you and I'm like, are we best friends? Like, yes. <laughs> and and like, I'm, yeah. not the, I'm not the type either to just like go book a Reiki session. Like that's so weird for me. Like yeah. just someone that I just like don't know. I was just like right out, right out the gate. I was like, oh, you do Reiki? How much are your sessions? How can I book one? Like what? That's just so strange. It was so amazing. And yeah. it did something for me to show like, like, even though, and this is what I want to get into today, even though I didn't feel like I had the confidence to show up in the way that I wanted to, I was working on it and I was working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just having someone see me and book a session with me like that and then have me get on and be like, oh, I've got this. I'm going to help you out. It yeah. it started to like bring me into the space of like, I've got this. This random person just found me and booked a session with me. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like, the rest is history. Exactly. The rest is history. We started working together and here we are now. And here we are now. It really is the craziest thing. I, I sometimes forget because I just feel like you're just like a part of my life. It's almost mm-hmm. one of those things where it's such a like me and Jane just have such a natural relationship that like I this is, sounds so dramatic, but it's like I can't imagine my life without you. You know what I, I mean? It, just, just in the sense of like, I don't remember us just meeting and being like acquaintances. It was mm-hmm. just like plop, you just plopped into my life and then you just never left. Like Jane's probably one of the people that I actually like talk to the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. Like this whole last year. Like mm-hmm. I talk to you the most out of even like some of my family members. Like you're mm-hmm. just a part of my mm-hmm 
life. And it's crazy. It's crazy to reflect on how we got to this. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that like really makes me believe in past lives. Like when you connect with someone so quickly and it was like the universe had to tell me to do something so that I could find you again. And through the last like year, yeah, it's been a year. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Like, yeah, I can't imagine life without you. Like I'm driving to therapy on Monday, like voice messaging Maddie, like I need to be analyzed. Something's wrong with me. And and I'm like just venting the whole drive to therapy. And then she gets a message from me back. This message is 10 minutes long, mind you. I didn't even realize. And I'm like baby talking to my cats. I'm like, yeah, my cats are doing good. And I'm like, Evie, come here. And she's just listening to my whole voice memo of me just I don't yeah. even know what I was saying and that's just, just clicked like that yeah I'm so 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 grateful so I want you to share with me and your audience like how in the world did you end up as a confidence coach that's such a specific niche what got you there yeah yeah it's so interesting because I I didn't even know about the coaching industry when I first started I had no idea it even exists really? existed yeah. And then when I started like searching around and seeing that there was all these coaches, I didn't see a lot of confidence coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of like one of those niches um, that I feel is a little less popular. So the way that I got there. Um, so I switched around a lot. If you're at the beginning of your journey and you're in your business and you're trying to find your niche and it's feeling super confusing and you don't, you're feeling like kind of like trapped down by like what you want to talk about. You feel like you can't find your like one thing. My biggest advice to you is just start posting from your heart, just sharing what like comes through your heart and just let it figure itself out. Um, Instead of trying to put yourself in the box first and then cater your content to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just started posting. Like I just started sharing, 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 just talking about my life, talking about different stories Uh, my breakthroughs, my experiences. Um, And I went from a a mindset coach to a purpose coach, to a manifestation coach, to a mindset and manifestation coach, to a confidence coach, back to a purpose coach, back to like, I just switched around so much trying to figure out like, who am I in this industry? Um, But confidence started to stick more and more as I started to read the posts that I created I started to read mm. through all of my writing and mm. over and over again, confidence, confidence, wow. confidence, confidence. I just kept seeing it pop up more and more. And I'm still really passionate about manifestation and, you know, the creation of your life. I'm still very passionate about, you know, now I'm passionate about teaching business. Um, and I have, you know, different topics that I love sharing about, but over and over again, it's just confidence. And then I just got like obsessed with, um, like, uh, limiting beliefs pretty Mm -hmm. much. I got Mm -hmm. really obsessed with the science of our beliefs and how silly it is that the only thing that is creating our lives right now is our beliefs. And the only thing stopping us from what we truly want is our limiting beliefs and our confidence and our beliefs can be changed. So just by changing your beliefs, like you can change your whole life. And that, that for me blew my mind. So mm-hmm. it's kind of how I got there. That's not usually how I share this story. Usually I share that, you know, when I was a teenager, I struggled so much with my confidence 
And so of course my heart kind of lies there, but from like a, you know, we're going to dive into like money and stuff a little bit. So kind of from like a business standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, that's really how I found my like title, Mm -hmm. if you will. But you know, the, the, the long story short, I I struggled with confidence Mm -hmm. my whole life. Um, and then I kind of figured it out a little bit. (laughs) And it kind of like came through your voice. Like, yeah, it just came through. Yeah, yeah, it was like your soul and your heart kept on sharing and sharing. And it was like, oh, it was so clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's still not clear. I just said it was so clear. And now I'm saying it's not clear. Sometimes I still get a little bit like um, thrown off, like in my business, because I'm like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. But the more and more I even dive into different concepts or topics that I want to talk about, an example, manifestation or business. I see more and more that it just all comes back down to confidence. You know, I was mm-hmm. teaching a business program this um, this last summer and all of the information was great and amazing, but I just found myself seeing more and more that, you know, my girls don't need another social media strategy. They need the confidence. Mm-hmm. You don't need another sales script. You need confidence when it comes to manifestation you don't need another journal practice. You need trust. You need authenticity. You need beliefs. You need to take action. And those are the four things that I teach confidence through mm-hmm. beliefs, trust, authenticity, action. And it all boils back down to that. So I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's like, that's kind of what what brings me to what I want to talk to you about on the show today is like genuinely what you helped me with because when when we found each other when I found you I was like I'm a great yoga teacher I'm a meditation teacher I've traveled the world like I have all these certifications I I am a Reiki master I read the Akashic records like I have all of these skills that I really want to share yeah but something in me was like like just I didn't know how to show up like I just did not know how to show up if you come to me and you want service like I have all the confidence that I can that I in my abilities I had all the confidence in my abilities but it was the confidence to show up and say like this is what I charge this is how I run my business I am worthy of receiving this money in exchange and this is how things go and when I look at like our time together and we still work together every Monday. Um, It's not so much like you helped me so much just with like how to run a business because most healers and yoga teachers just have absolutely no idea how to run a business. And I think that's where we struggle so much, but it was really like just having the confidence to show up yeah, and just show up and be like, I'm here. I'm here to serve, like come and find me. Yeah. And so I want to hear from you, like, why is confidence so connected to my ability to make money? Because once I started working with you and, like, started attuning into a confident person, like, Maddie, you watched me. My business blew the fuck up in the last yep. year. Yeah, and I'm it so really, proud. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful. It, it really wasn't because Maddie, like, gave me all this crazy strategy. It, I swear to you guys. It was working on my confidence. And and the thing that I love about Maddie, and this is why people need to have a coach, is that I will voice message Maddie venting, blah, 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 blah. And she'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like snap out of it. 
Yeah. Why did you just say that? Oh, there's a limiting belief there. Let's unpack this. So yeah. Why is confidence connected to my ability to make money? What happened there? Yeah. It's so funny. Sometimes you'll even say something like talk about something or tell me your plans. You're not even venting. You're not even struggling with self-doubt. And I'll just question her. I'm like, wait, why are you waiting for that? Wait, why are you doing it that way? And she's like, oh, fuck. Wait, there's another little yeah, yeah. like my confidence. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's so powerful to have somebody just kind of like call you out on on those things. But it is really interesting huh? that like the people sometimes with the most power and ability have the least confidence or make the most money. Like some of the most powerful like energy sessions I've had or astrology readings or whatever have been like the the cheapest Mm -hmm. things that I've invested in. But it's been the most like transforming for my life. Um which also the things that I invest in that are higher ticket and higher price have also transformed my life. But there is people out there like you said, you know, the more the healers, the yoga teachers um, that don't don't really see their worth. And I think um, why confidence is so connected to making money really is. I, I mean, it, it's so many things. This is such a loaded question, but <laughs> because it can be a lot of things for for different people. Right. Of like either you're you're afraid to charge a lot for your work because you don't want somebody to reject you or critique you, right? If I charge less, they're going to have less to say. If I charge more, they might come back and like give me backlash. So there's things like that. Um, but on like a very general level, if you're like, why is this so connected? It's just your perception of yourself and what you believe you are worthy of receiving, Mm-hmm. Honestly, like so many of us just have, um, and, and maybe this isn't necessarily confidence, but I do think self-worth is kind of tied in with confidence oh, and absolutely, it's a self-worth thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, why it's looking at other people that have a lot of money and saying like, oh, I'm not allowed to have that. Like what? Like what, what does that even mean? Like you're not worthy to have all of the things that you desire. It's, it's truly just feeling like, yeah, I, I couldn't have that. Um, but once you start shifting those beliefs and you start seeing that nobody is worth more than you, um, and you start claiming that like, it's okay for me to have these desires. It's okay for me to be, uh, charging more and not even, I, I don't even want to use the word charging more, more in a sense of it's okay for me to receive Mm -hmm. a good amount of energy back for the energy that I'm putting out. Yes. Just like truly claiming that, you know? Mm, Absolutely. And that is, and I guess, you know, like for any of my healers or yoga teachers listening, like my message has changed so drastically in the last few years around this because I come from a very ancient tradition where the master sits and gives teachings and then people just give offerings. Mm-hmm. And these are old traditions where the masters are like kings in the culture. They're everything. And that every single day, and I've seen this in the records, like in my past when I was an oracle, there were these two boys in the village and every day it was their responsibility to bring me my breakfast, to bring me my lunch. I had like silks all over my house. I had all of these riches because all I did was 
be an oracle. I was a healer for my village. And and I didn't have to like say like, oh, this is how much my rate is per hour because I was so revered for the job that I did that I was taken care of. Then we fast forward and that's still the tradition that I'm in, but we're living in the modern era. No one's coming to my door being like, Jane, here's dinner. Thank you so much for being a great Reiki healer. (laughs) No one's doing that. (laughs) That should be a thing, right? Yeah, you guys can come bring me offerings at my door. Um, And all of the teachers I have sat in front of, all of the amazing Buddhist masters, they're not charging money. But that's because we're giving them offerings. Mm. Now, I got stuck in some sort of mindset of like, these teachings should be free. And I know that there's so many people out there in my industry, in my realm, who are like, we shouldn't be charging anything for this. We should be making it free, donation-based. And then those people Mm -hmm. are struggling to feel safe and secure. and something that really shift from that place too like how can you serve serve? exactly and there's this um there's this practice that we do in buddhism called yellow jambala and he is the he's a wrathful god of protection security prosperity and abundance Mm -hmm. and once i was given this practice and i learned that if you are a healer of the world in whatever way, you need to feel safe and protected and taken care of. So we ask Jambala to bless us with wealth, to bless us with riches so that I can feel like all of my needs are taken care of and I can serve from that abundant place. And being given that practice and kind of taking on those rituals really started to shift me into the understanding of when I, and and this is something that I have been wanting to say on the podcast, when I'm not worried about paying my rent or buying groceries or affording anything, mm-hmm. oh my God, do I serve from such a fully embodied place. Yeah. And that is the message that I'm really wanting to get across. If you are a healer or a yoga teacher and you are always worried about your finances, Mm-hmm. That fear, that energy, that vibration is being translated to those around you. Yeah. I have so many things to say right now. I just don't <laughs> know where to start. I'm like, I could rant for another hour about this. Yeah. I have a couple other perspectives on this. So like another thing, if you're not charging for your services, you're actually not doing anyone any favors because when someone is investing in themselves through energy and it doesn't just have to be money like me and jane do a trade right Mm -hmm. so she coaches me one week and i coach her one week and she coaches me but there's this equal energy exchange right Mm -hmm. and when you're charging for your services it's not you're taking money from somebody Mm -hmm. no 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 they're giving you energy It's just in the form of paper, but they got that paper by using their energy, right? In whatever Mm -hmm. way they chose to receive that paper, they're giving you energy through their money. Then you're giving them energy back. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are not being like, it's like in a relationship, like let's say you have a friend and it's like such a one-way street and you're always giving to them and they're venting to you and you're listening to their problems, but they're never giving anything back. Mm -hmm. Is that actually going to create any type of growth or like healthy relationship. 
No, you're just going to get drained and drained and drained. And they're probably not actually getting anything from you. It seems like they are, right? They're asking favors or you're listening to them about their problems, but they're not actually, it's not actually really helping them. I think we've Mm -hmm. all had a friend like that, right? They don't listen to our advice anyway, because (laughs) there's not, there's not this like energy exchange where they're also giving you something and you're, you're supporting each other. So when it comes to, you know, a coaching package or healing session or yoga class, like if they're not giving you their energy, they're not going to show up fully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to take it for granted. They're not going to put their full heart into it. And then if you're being drained, you're also not going to be putting your full heart into it. Like imagine if you're getting paid a thousand dollars to teach a yoga class, how would you show up versus (laughs) getting paid $20 to teach a yoga class? How would you show up? Mm -hmm. If someone was paying a hundred dollars to come to your yoga class, how would they show up versus if they, they paid $10? Right. Mm -hmm. How do you treat a scarf that you paid a thousand dollars for? How do you treat a scarf that you paid ten dollars for? It's you're actually helping people evolve and grow more Mm -hmm. by having that energy exchange. And one thing I was thinking about this morning, um, I was just kind of like thinking about this this topic, right? And one perspective that was coming up for me was like, wouldn't we rather be giving our money? to people that are doing good for the world and wouldn't we shouldn't we feel honored to receive money if we know that we are doing good for the world because mm-hmm. we have no problem going and buying things that you know the biggest corporations in the world spending hundreds of dollars on Amazon you know buying meat at the market and supporting these corporations that maybe aren't doing that much good for the world, but we, we have, they're not taking money from us, right? We're, we're getting something in exchange and we are happy to give our money to them, mm-hmm. but then we're hesitant on giving our money, not even giving, exchanging our money with a healer for something that will mm-hmm. support our lives. We feel guilty as a healer for receiving money for our services that is supporting the world, mm-hmm. but there's no issue in that, that energy exchange with like, you know, buying fast fashion. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I won't pay a hundred dollars for a Reiki session, but I'll pay a hundred dollars for my forever 21 haul. <laughs> like it's just so interesting that there is guilt and shame around the energy mm-hmm. exchange when it comes to healing and coaching. And yeah, sorry, this, that was a lot. But <laughs> oh no, it's so wonderful because this is yeah. something that This comes up a lot in Akashic Records readings when I'm serving other healers who are struggling financially, but they're so gifted Mm -hmm. and they feel so guilty about charging more. And I've even had people ask me, like, don't you feel guilty charging money for giving Reiki? Like, aren't you appropriating some other culture? And I'm just like, I don't know where in the world you're getting these ideas from. I am giving you an hour and a half of my time, my full focused energy And if I was just doing that for free all the time, I would never serve anybody because I would be like, I don't want to do this. I have to go back to serving tables to make $2.50 an hour so that I can give free Reiki all the time. And it's just these things that I hear, like I've heard so much of this and I'm so glad that I've like, it's like I've pushed, I've, I've, I've expanded through the bullshit 
And I like don't fall for that. Anymore. I wish you guys could have just seen Jane's mannerism. Like she's being birthed. <laughs> exactly. Oh I like I crashed through this womb and came out of it like, um, okay, so you go to you you fall and you break your arm and you go to the hospital and they send you like a ten thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Your first thought is doctors are expensive. I have to pay this. You're not like, no one's ever, I mean, I think people are starting to say this, but no one's ever like, oh my gosh, doctors are, it's not just doctors, right? It's the whole medical industry in general that is over, 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 overcharging. And then, and, and doctors work in emergency situations, right? We have these healers teachers, Ayurvedic practitioners who want to help us prevent emergencies, prevent illnesses. And we're holding ourselves to this very, very low standard of receiving. And whenever I'm in a call doing a reading with a healer, this always comes up. The records, the Lords of the records are always like, why don't you value yourself the way that doctors and therapists and psychiatrists value themselves? And that's when they're like, whoa, And I believe that if we started valuing ourselves more, people would receive our gifts as more valuable. 1,000%. And see how life-changing and influential and effective they actually are. 100,000%. It confuses me when like someone gets like their whole life gets altered because of a coach and then they start coaching and they're like, oh, is anyone even going to be? helped by me like I don't even know I'm like didn't you just have your whole life turn around by this work it's like Mm -hmm. yeah why do we not see the value in it sometimes I just remind myself of that if I ever doubt my abilities I remember how much Jane has helped me or my other coaches have helped me and I'm just like Mm, yeah holy shit this is so powerful um but the whole doctor and preventative thing it's like people pay insurance their whole life Mm -hmm. so that hopefully like, you know, well, not hopefully. So if they get sick later down the line, like they don't have to pay as much. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I would love to do the math on like how much we probably pay for health insurance, mm-hmm. right? Our whole life. So what, like $100 a month or something like that? That's kind of the average. Yeah. Something like that, maybe less, maybe more. But um, what if you could just pay a flat fee of like five to $10,000? You invest in your health, you eat organic, you have coaches, you have healers, you do energy work, right? You take care of your mental health, your physical health. You have a health coach maybe, right? And have that support along your journey, way cheaper than health insurance, I'm sure. <laughs> and you feel amazing your whole entire life and you have healthy relationships and you achieve everything that you want to achieve. And guess what? You don't have to get sick later down the line because your heart is healthy your soul is healthy your mind is healthy it's like the best form of insurance but no we just give our money to these bigger corporations Mm -hmm. that aren't doing that much good for the world it's just so fascinating yeah exactly and that's that's and and working with you has really helped me kind of shape my mission because um kind of something that's coming up for me like for anyone listening and this is something I do with my girls in sanctuary. Look at where your income is coming from. Like who's paying you every month? Mm-hmm. Who's, whose money is helping you pay your bills? Do you feel valued from that place? 
-hmm. Like when they're giving you your paychecks, do you feel valued? And that was super, I, I read this in a book, Money, a Love Story, a long time ago when I was working for a magazine that just paid me absolutely nothing, like 10 cents a word. And it was just like, I kept, I was so passionate that I kept showing up. And then at the end of the day, I would feel so like wounded and down and like, and in the last chapter of this book, she has you journal about like, look at where your money is coming in. Do you feel valued by those paychecks? And it was like, no, I don't like, they don't value me at all. And I quit that job. And I just was like, I'm going to figure something else out. And recently I stopped you know, I've been teaching at the most beautiful studio in the world for the past few years, but they would only pay me $30 a class, which is standard in my industry. That is standard. Yeah. And I felt so grateful to get to teach there. And there's this weird manipulation up at that resort of like, you should be lucky that you get to teach here. You should be grateful that we pay you this. And then if, if no one shows up to my classes, I wouldn't get paid. And I just like, I kept showing up and like feeling this resistance. And I finally said that money doesn't value me. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to teach these classes anymore where I'm not feeling valued. And that's a really, really big step that we have to take. And, and so, yeah, it's kind of like, if you're someone who keeps on giving these free offerings, how's that feeling for you? Do you feel like people are valuing you? Something that pops up is like my my free Ayurveda challenge. Mm -hmm. 60 people signed up. 60 for free. Do you want to know how many people actually did the challenge? Probably like 12. Seven. (laughs) Even less. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, I wonder if I had charged $1,000 for that. They wouldn't have missed a single video. They would have have been missed a single video. Yeah. And like my devotion girls, like they like you, you're one of them. You guys are you you guys are paying a pretty significant amount of money to be in that program. And you are like eat like I'm getting questions like about every single detail of the content because they're eating it up because they've invested in themselves and they want to receive every little thing they can get out of it. Exactly. Yeah. I've raised my prices like so much over the past year for that exact reason is because like I was sick of working with people that weren't ready for the work and weren't fully receiving it. Like, um, Uh, I I mean, I love working with all my clients, but I just got so tired of, you know, they just wouldn't show up for the call or they wouldn't ask questions. They wouldn't do the work. They wouldn't do the homework I gave them. And so I was like, you know what? Okay. If you want to work with me, like it's multiple thousands of dollars a month. And like that helps me. uh, uh, How do I say it? Like, like gently, because I was going to say it like weeds out the people that aren't ready. But like, (laughs) I don't want to weed anyone out. Say it that way. (laughs) It puts me it puts me in a space where I'm only working with people that are serious Mm -hmm. because so many times my energy just went totally unappreciated. Like I'd give somebody so much energy and they just, I don't know. I felt, I felt like didn't even listen, but now I work Mm -hmm. with people that are all in it because it's like, yeah, I'm paying this much. I'm going to get every like penny's worth. And Mm -hmm. I invested in a coach this year. Um, that was like upwards of $15,000 for three months. And that was 
insane for me. Like that's a car. Yeah. I bought a car and it was just 12 hours of phone calls. That's it. But I showed up so fucking fully for that container. Like because I was investing that much in it, every single call I was on time. I was ready. Notebook out fully listening to every word she had to say. Every question I had, I was asking her questions. I was watching her videos. Um, and that is when my business kind of quantum leaped, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I had yeah. the biggest launch of my whole career. And um, yeah. And, and one thing I wanted to bring up too, this is like backtracking a lot, but just really quickly thinking about where your money comes from and are you valued? Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're kind of talking about, you know, value. Also think about the places that you're spending a lot of money. Do they value you? Because mm-hmm. I have gone to multiple doctors. They do not give a fuck about me. I can yeah. tell you that much. They do not care. Mm-hmm. I've been to a therapist. She did not give a fuck about me. Maybe she wasn't a good one. I actually, I went to another therapist. She was great. I went to <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Didn't give a fuck about me. School. How much have you guys paid in tuition? Oh my God, Maddie. Did you guys feel like your teachers cared about you and valued you? Because there are a couple good teachers out there. But mm-hmm. I'm watching Henry go to school right now and he does some classes at home and I'll be there in the room when he's on Zoom. And I'm like, I know you have a PhD, but God damn, I know that I serve my clients better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really do. And it's just, I, I just had to put that out there with the whole value thing. Think about where is your money coming from, but also where's your money going to? Do they mm-hmm. actually value you? Like I do not like buy from brands or like companies if I feel like their customer service isn't good. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. care about me mm-hmm. and I don't want that en- energy, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and I love that you bring this. I mean, I think that if, if anyone can feel the theme here, it's this. And I know that people have so much to say about the coaching industry, but I'm going to I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader of it for the rest of my fucking life, because mm. we are we are my 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 dad. My dad is a very old school corporate entrepreneur. He's done incredible for himself. But he's like, Jane, you're a disruptor. And when he said that to me, I was like, disruptor. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me in my life. We are disrupting the industry. We're disrupting it. We're breaking it up. In a good way? In a good way. Yeah. Like, okay. I thought that was like a bad thing. I was like, no, 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 he was like, when I told him, you know, that like I had my first $10,000 month launching a yoga program. Seriously. My parents were like, you say what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Jane, you are disrupting the industry. Yeah. You are breaking glass ceilings in an industry where most yoga teachers value themselves at 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. And look at what you just did. Yeah. And I'm like, we all need to hold ourselves to higher standards. And if you don't like the way that an industry is running, you change it. You don't yeah. say, you know, the average yoga teacher has to teach like 22 classes a week just to make you know, an average income. Oh, that's the, I would, how would I show so up for those hard. classes? How yeah. would I show up for those classes? That's, I would be, so that would be like three or four classes a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. And so it's like, yeah, 
I'm disrupting the industry. We're changing the way things work. If you don't like the way things are working in your line of work, in your industry, change it, you know, and, and that's what I love about what I'm doing. And so there's this theme here of like, the old paradigm is shattering. We're all watching it. It's not Mm -hmm. working anymore. And that's why I love the coaching industry because we're creating our own paradigm to live from where a everybody gets to be wealthy Mm -hmm. because everybody gets to hold themselves up to a higher standard of asking for more and wanting more. And also this is something my dad always says to me, Jane, there is a lot of money out there. Mm -hmm. There is so much money out there. Everyone could be a millionaire. You just have to be worthy enough and smart enough to claim it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and the other thing is that money is just energy. That's the other theme that's coming up here. Money is just energy. So if I want to work with someone and I want my life to change, I want a quantum leap. I want my business to expand. I want my health to improve something. If I give them $10, I'm going to get $10 back in that energetic change. Right. Whereas if I'm like, okay, like you did, I'm going to put 15 K down and you showed up with the energy of $15,000. It wasn't about the money. It was not about the money. It was, I worked hard for that 15 K. That's my energy. I put into that. I'm going to give it to this person and, and I'm going to receive back that, but like tenfold. Yeah. And like in monetary terms, I did receive it back within two weeks, Yeah, two weeks. I received that 15 K back. But it wasn't from what she taught me because we'd only been working together two weeks. We maybe even even only had one call at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, no, she taught me so much. Like she taught me a lot that did help me make money. But at this point, when I made that 15K back, it wasn't because of the actual work we did. It was because of that like investment, that exchange mm-hmm. and that trust because abundance is a flow. And if you're just holding on to your money, you're never going to make more money. The moment you take that leap and you, you, um, like release and get into that flow, like mm-hmm. it always comes back. And exactly like I think that, um, this industry, of course, I do have to say, you know, in industry, in oh, sorry, in any industry, there is good and there is bad right? There are good coaches. There are not so good coaches. Um, there, there is, you know, messiness and, and things like that, but this is the only industry where people are saying, um, or, or any freelancing kind of entrepreneurship industry, it's really being able to say, Hey, I'm good at this. Let me give you some of me, give me some of you. And that's it. And I I like to kind of think of it, um, like communities way back in the day, like before electricity. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like Mm -hmm. farmers. um, And, you know, there was someone growing carrots and someone growing celery. And then there was a basket weaver. And then there was the strong guy that could lift anything. And then there was the guy that had a horse. And then there was a guy that had cows. And then there was a girl that had chickens and they all went around and they were like, I'm so good at raising chickens do you want some of my eggs? And the guy's like, yeah, I want some of your eggs. Do you want some of my carrots? 
she's like, fuck yeah, I want some carrots. And they trade it. Like that's all we're doing. Yeah, but exactly. The, the coaching industry and some other freelancing industries are the only ones that are really doing that. Like I'm good mm-hmm. at this. What are you good at? Okay, mm-hmm. let's trade. Yeah. And sometimes we just trade through money. Anything, mm-hmm. any other industry, it's, um, it's time for money with people yeah. that don't value you. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. And they tell you this is what you are worth. This is what you are worth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Instead of saying, this is what I'm good at. What are you good at? Let's just mm-hmm. trade. And that, that's why I love this industry. It's because we're going back to our roots of not being a part of this yeah, corporate ladder. We're going back to our roots of everybody has their strengths. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something they're good at. Notice what you're good at, claim what you're good at, and be willing to trade what you're good at with other people. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the human life, right? Yeah. Like that's what yeah. we're supposed to be here doing mm-hmm. is just roaming around and spending time in nature and then doing our work so that we can trade with others. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I love how you put it that way. That really is. Wow. I've never really thought about it that way because it is like, if you can just show up in your purpose, this is what you're here to do. This is what you're good at. You can, Mm -hmm. you can, you can make a business doing that. If you yep. have the confidence, if you believe in yourself, if you think you're worthy of it, and exactly. you know, it took me a really, really long time. You know, I wish that when I was 23, I was just like, it's funny because when I was 23, I was seeing all these coaches and I was like, oh, I should be there by now. Yeah. But I hadn't done one step. I hadn't done one thing to get myself there. And I thought that I would just snap my fingers and be there. Um, but that's, that's such a, that's such a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you truly can make money doing anything. You guys like kids are making millions of dollars playing Fortnite. You know, I, so again, sorry, I'm talking about my cats so much. I'm so annoying. But when I got my cats, um, I had some questions for the girl I adopted them from, and she sent me, um, a video on YouTube from this girl named the kitten lady. And she has a bunch of videos about raising kittens. And this woman, the kitten lady on YouTube, she has almost 2 million subscribers. And all she does is do YouTube and do videos on like how to train your cat and how to take care of a kitten. And she just rescues kittens and raises them and then adopts them out just like Mm -hmm. a foster home kind of. And she has like a whole team and they go out and rescue cats. So if you're, if you love cats, you can make a whole business and career out of that. It's possible. It literally all she does is just take care of cats all day. That's her job. And she's probably doing very well by the looks (laughs) of her analytics. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. We've been shut off to the possibilities that are actually available, especially in this age in 2021. Mm -hmm. People are waking up to it now of all the ways that you can make money. Um, but we've been really shut off to what's what's possible. And now mm-hmm. the things that are possible for us are even easier with the internet. It's hard, but it's simple. Oh my gosh. Easy. We and that's one of the first one of the fo- first coaches I ever followed. She's like super OG. Her name's Ronia Sebastian. She does this masterclass where she's like, 
if you have the internet, there's absolutely no reason that you should not be able to make any of the money that you need. Like if you have the internet, you should, there should be absolutely no reason that you can't become a millionaire. Agreed. And, and this is where like, I really believe that, and there might be people listening who are like, fuck off Maddie and Jane. Like Mm. I can't do that. And babe, it's just because you don't have the confidence. Like you don't believe in yourself. And exactly. even as a yoga teacher, like I had so many people, like I, I talked about this in an IG live. There was this guy, um, I would serve him every Wednesday. He would come to lunch by himself. And one day he started chatting with me and I told him I was a yoga teacher. And, and he just goes, how's that working out for you? Mm. And it crushed me that he looked at me like, I'm just this lowly little yoga teacher who's serving the lunch shift at a taco shop and not scraping it together. And boy, do I want to see that guy again someday and be like, you want to know how it's working for me? You want to know? Yeah, literally. And and I'm the type of person that like, one, if you don't believe in me for one second, that is the best gift you could give me because I will work my ass off to prove to you that I'm so much bigger than what you think of me. And so- Literally, you like you like cats, you like training cats and taking care of kittens. You could become a millionaire doing that. Like Absolutely. you can you can do anything that you want to. And again, we live in this people back in the old school world of like trading carrots and eggs, like they didn't have the internet, so they couldn't scale the way that we can scale now. They could only sell as much eggs as they had. Yeah. Now we can scale and that lady can train people all over the world on how to raise amazing chickens and how to get their eggs, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's so perfect. That's <laughs> we're so really, funny. we're really making some- And that's what I love about the coaching industry is that it's like, I had a very expensive college degree and I was blessed enough to have it paid for by my parents. But um, did I learn any skills in my four-year fancy-ass liberal degree that are supporting me right now, I can't tell you one skill I picked up in college. And I don't even want to say how much that cost. And what I love about this industry is that we are putting on masterclasses, free masterclasses even, hiring each other, doing group programs to re-educate each other in the ways that we were simply never educated. Mm-hmm. We just weren't. None of us. Uh, all the education I had is literally worthless to me at this point. I kind of sometimes wish I just skipped college and got right to finding my purpose. I don't know if you would be who you are today, but <laughs> but right. yes, but but I feel the exact same way about school. I only went to two years, uh, just at a community college, and seriously, when okay, when people ask me like potential clients or even the parents of potential clients, they will ask me, what education do you have? What qualification do you, what qualifications do you have? What certifications do you have? And I, I kid you not, I am so proud when I say none. <laughs> yes. I, I, actually, I actually have a life coaching certification and a health coaching certification and my associate's degree. Mm-hmm. But I just, I learned nothing from them. Yeah. When I say I learned nothing from them, I mean it. And so I actually, I just say none. And they're like, no schooling? And I'm like, nope. They're like, you have no license to be doing this? Nope, none. 
And I have never had anybody say, then, you know, I don't want my kid working with you or, mm-hmm. you know, a girl yeah. saying like, no, I don't want to work mind. with you. Never. All of those people that have asked me those questions have said, yes, I want to work with you mm-hmm. because they can feel my passion and my energy and my belief that I actually, I feel, and this is going to sound super maybe like conceited to some people, but it's not. I say this in full humbleness and love. I have more knowledge than most people with a bachelor's degree. Like I have a lot more, um, uh, it's maybe not even knowledge. I have more passion. I have more heart and I have more authentic knowledge. It's not knowledge from a textbook. I have actual, um, what would you call that? Like I just call it wisdom. Wisdom. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I have so much more wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I say that in the humblest way possible, it has nothing to do with, can you read from a book and memorize the vocabulary words and, you know, do the formulas and take a test? No, no, no. Have you lived your life? Have you created a life that feels good? And do Mm -hmm. you have the skills and the capabilities to walk someone through how to do that for themselves? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Which honestly, I think creating a life that feels really good and healing, working on your mindset might actually be more difficult than a four-year degree. Um, I would, I would have to say, but yeah, I was trying to heal myself while getting my four-year degree realizing that getting my four-year degree what was was what was causing the mental illness that I was trying so hard to heal from and still get my four-year degree at the same time. But I'm so glad that you bring this up because I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because I have a shit ton of certifications and like to me they they don't mean anything. Like I started teaching yoga before I was certified. My certifications really don't mean anything to me. and like, I rarely like, I don't, I don't even think you can like find them listed anywhere on my website, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, um, I am a certified Ayurvedic teacher. Mm. So, you know, in devotion, we've been doing our Ayurvedic module and it took me a really long time to study up and write all those modules and like get all the content and like ask my teachers and like make sure that everything was correct and and feel really solid on that even though I am a certified Ayurvedic teacher. Sometimes my students will ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know the answer to that even though I am a certified Ayurvedic teacher. Then like today I'm preparing my Buddhist lectures. I am not a certified Buddhist teacher. But am I going to open one book to write these lectures? Absolutely not. I've been studying Buddhism for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be a certified Buddhist teacher. And yet I can I could lecture on Buddhism every single day from my heart so effortlessly. Yeah. And and, and there's there's no way I could ever be certified for that. And that's how people learn though. Mm-hmm. When you show up in that energy of having it so integrated and being so passionate about it. Like I'm going to learn more from like, if you created a lecture from your heart then you created a lecture from a book, mm-hmm. which one do you think is actually going to impact me? You know what exactly. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just so, it's just so fascinating. Like even now, you know, I've made 
so Henry's parents, they are just very traditional Asian family and they really care about like the school and the degrees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even this year, you know, I've had sold out programs. I've made what, like 160 this year, something like that. Um, at, at 24 years old. And every time we go over there, <laughs> he asks me or Henry, so are you going to get a certification? So are you going to go back to school? What, what qualifications are you working on right now? And I'm like, why? Why do I need that? It's just yeah. so interesting that we just put so much worth on it for what? What would that add to my business? Mm-hmm. Would that make would that make me more money? Mm-hmm. Would that impact my clients more? No. Then what is the no. what is the point? Just for the status? Just to yeah. say I have this and like where exactly. what am I? I'm gonna like make a t-shirt and like I'm gonna print my certification on it your worthiness on yeah. it yeah we need oh you know what we need so you know in girl scouts when they wear like the little sash and then when you like have an accomplishment you put like a little badges. yeah you put get your badges and you iron them on that's what we should have you guys if it's so important oh we should gosh. all wear sashes and have like our certifications on there well and what it got me thinking is that like almost like be wary of someone who's like, oh, I'm certified in this, 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 and that, because all they did, which was, and obviously you guys, I love Ayurveda and I'm always in integrity with all of my certifications and I can speak for myself that way, but I got the certification because I regurgitated information back to them correctly Mm -hmm. and passed the test, you know? Exactly. It wasn't integrated. No one's ever tested me on my Buddhism, but I can literally not stop talking about it all day long and and that's what really got me thinking is like it's like almost like be wary of someone who's like oh i'm certified in this this and this it's like okay jane you're certified in ayurveda how long have you been studying it yeah like how long have you been fully integrating how long have you been living it the other thing that scares me too is like some people are just really good test takers and they take a lot of Adderall like you never know if you're a doctor (laughs) like I'm sure that they have like a lot of strict policies for doctors of like making sure that no one becomes a doctor that's like cheating or anything like that but Mm -hmm. if you think about it some of these people in these higher positions they could have cheated their way through college they could Mm -hmm. have just like had a photographic memory and just been able to like memorize the words pop some Adderall and just like bust out the test or their mm-hmm. papers like you never know mm-hmm. if they're actually yeah could like reading and consuming mm-hmm. the information I don't know it's just so yeah fast. you you just you want someone who's lived it who's really lived and breathed the experience that you want and that's why in our in our industry we say teach from your story what mm-hmm. have you overcome what have you learned what have you mastered in your life you know, this woman mastered raising kittens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was her story. And that's how she started a business. And <sighs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. <laughs> so why Maddie, and I only am going to ask you this because I've read your Akashic records a few times. I mean, okay, let me just get really clear on what I want my last question to you to be. <laughs> Okay, there's going to be two. Okay. Why are we so passionate about women making their own money? Why is that so important? Women in general or just? Mm -hmm. 
So women in general, because we kind of spoke on why I think it's just important for, you know, good people to make money, but women actually, I believe that, um, and this actually became really clear through an Akashic record reading that Jane gave me is the importance of women being in leadership, I, I think, or women having more control um, because it's actually mind-blowing the power that women have. Like we literally create life. Like just think about that for a second. We build a human in our bodies and birth it into this world as new life. And you're telling me 60 years ago, we weren't allowed to vote. Like we didn't have a voice. That is batshit crazy. We are, Mm -hmm. men are amazing. I love men and I'm not discrediting men at all. We need men. I need my man. Like I love, I'm not like, I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. Like, no, fuck that. I need my man. He supports me. He is amazing. He brings so much to this planet as well. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, women are the rulers of yeah. this earth. We have the power. We have the intuition. We have the empathy, the love, like the passion, um, you know, more of that feminine energy. And that's why right now there is this huge rise of like the divine feminine because we've lived in such a masculine world and not just masculine in the form of gender but masculine just in the form of energy Mm -hmm. and like holy shit if we can birth life into this world we should be making more of the choices in this world we should be helping create more which and it's happening more women are becoming ceos and rising into leadership and taking on leadership positions. You know, we just had the first woman run for president. Like we are, we're coming up, we're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're coming up into the world. Um, and we should be, we have so much power. The, the issue, and this is where confidence comes in. The issue is that naturally, like actually scientifically at a younger age, women just have less confidence. They do. And then men took advantage of that because of the ego. Not all men, but generally speaking, men saw that women had less confidence. They were able to overpower us a little bit, you know, shove us down even more and even more, lowered our confidence even more and even more. And we're actually just as competent or more competent than men. We just don't have the confidence for that. So for us to gain confidence and learn to make money and step into these leadership positions where we have more of a choice and more of a voice like that to in my eyes I truly it feels so good in my body when I think of this perspective of like we I don't know we we are supposed to be the leaders Mm -hmm. of this world Mm -hmm. honestly I, I truly believe that yeah like think about it if women we're in all of the leadership positions right now. How do you think the world would change? Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. All the political things that would be so different. Yeah. Even our, our work week, right? Like, yeah. um, I just did my episode with Christina and I know you just did one with her too. 
mm-hmm. with Christina Winkler talking all about just our, you know, women's cycles and periods and like the way that our society is built, even in, in a scheduling aspect, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. It really it's doesn't make masculine. sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing is in the woman's favor and so much would change about our reality. Um, God, like it's just yeah, really mind-blowing to think about. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we live in a world right now where um for a man to look at you as powerful, you you've got to be your own woman. You've got to have your own money. You've got to have built your own life for yourself. And there's you know, what you said about like however many years ago we couldn't even vote. However many years ago you couldn't have a bank account like in the 50s you couldn't get a bank account without your husband signing on it like how like that makes me angry. It, it really does and i'm like don't go into an angry feminist rant right now jane but you know in buddhism women are the wisdom holders because we are such deeply compassionate beings because mm-hmm. we can give life and create life and that we can understand all sides of all situations and of course we need what what we're seeing happen right now and what i see in the records is it's not that like the matriarchy is going to start taking over and taking down the patriarchy it's that there's going to be this balance between the masculine and the feminine within Mm -hmm. everybody and i just think that more women like a lot of us rely on our dads or our boyfriends or our brothers to kind of take care of us or manage our money or help us make decisions and we need to trust in ourselves more to make our own decisions and to be in charge of our own lives so that if some if this man goes away like you're good on your own and i think that's the most important thing that like you're going to be good on your own no matter what what podcast was it that you were talking about this study where um women they like did that test and women like thought they wouldn't score very well and then they scored super high and then men thought they were going to score super high and then like they didn't score as well yeah. Yeah. It's this book I'm reading all about confidence. And I was a little uncertain about this book at first because it's very like statistic based and I'm kind mm-hmm. of more like, I want to learn about beliefs and like, I, I don't know, more like the implementation of confidence mm-hmm. building, but it's very like, this book is just sharing like statistics of like, yeah. yeah, studies that they have done. And that was one of them that just stuck with me. They asked women, how well do you think you'll score on this test? And they would say like 70% and they would get an 80% and then vice versa for the men. It's just so, um, we just, we are just as competent or more competent than men. Mm -hmm. We just don't think so because they have more confidence and confidence is actually like this book is more about the workplace, like confidence Mm -hmm. between men and women in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Um, and men raise or rise higher than us and get promotions faster. And we Mm -hmm. think it's because they're more competent. They can make decisions better. They are correct. They know what's up, but they don't. They just are confident. And that's why they rise to the top. Mm -hmm. But then it leaves women thinking, oh, well, they're better than me. So that's why they got the promotion. No, they got the promotion because they asked for it. Mm -hmm. Like even the whole uh, wage gap between men and women, don't quote me on this because I don't actually know the real facts about this but my theory is that there's not a wage gap because men are paying women less just right out the gate Mm -hmm. they're paying women less because women aren't asking for more Mm -hmm. like i had a client um 
a couple of weeks ago, I, I can't remember who it was now or, or what exactly uh, when this was said to me, but I remember one of my clients, she got offered like a salary and then she just simply like, because she's been building her confidence with me, she simply was just like, Hey, actually I want to be paid this. And they were like, all right, done deal. Like there's not a ask. You just have to ask. You have to be sure of yourself. Exactly. Yes. And here's the thing. You can be sure of yourself and you can be amazing and you can be a strong leader and you can be confident and you can still make mistakes. If you make mistakes or you're not always correct that does not mean that you are less competent. People make mistakes all the time. We have to get comfortable with making the wrong decision or making mm-hmm. mistakes. That doesn't make you less amazing. That doesn't make you less powerful. Mm-hmm. What makes you more powerful is being able to make a decision. And if it's the wrong decision, you go with it, you correct it, and you move forward. Mm-hmm. And then if you make the right decision, perfect. Also great. Um, you can't let your confidence waver or your self-worth waver because you did something wrong or you made a mistake, yeah. right? You can still be, um, yeah, confident and competent and not be perfect, right? I, I made a post like a couple of weeks ago and it's like, you can be, uh, you don't have to be perfect to be powerful. Mm-hmm. And I just I love, love that. that. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect to be powerful. It's interesting that you bring this up because on the flip side, like, you know, giving men, because yes, there are these toxic traits that women acquire of like, I think a toxic trait that women can sometimes carry is like not being totally sure of myself and like not making a decision and maybe not thinking you're that great. Men are expected to be sure of themselves. Like it's this huge burden put on men of like, you better be exactly sure of yourself and what you want and what you're doing and what you're going for. So men show up in the workforce, like I gotta be totally sure of myself. Even if I make mistakes, like I gotta be totally sure of myself. And that can be a lot of pressure on them even. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's this imbalance of like, how can we kind of come into this synchronicity with each other mm-hmm. and learn from each other and learn how to be this perfect blend of the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess my last question for you, for women who are listening, who are maybe feeling more inspired to go after it, what is, and I, I know that we could just make a whole new podcast around this question, but oh, what no. is like, the biggest piece of advice, like the biggest takeaway that you could give to any woman listening on how to feel more confident, more sure of herself, to go for it, to ask for what she wants, to, to trust that she is worthy of her desires. Mm-hmm. You're right. We could make, I could talk for another. And tune into part two. (laughs) Yeah. To be continued. Yeah. Or just go listen to Maddie's whole podcast called Breaking Butterfly that we haven't mentioned where she talks about this all the time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, What I would say, if there is someone listening that was like, okay, I want to start working towards it. I would tell you, don't. (laughs) Oh, Milo. Um, don't, I kind of just said this, but I'm just going to kind of continue it. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to be rejected and realize that 
all of these things you're afraid of. You're afraid of failing. You're afraid of what people are going to think of you. You're afraid of the rejection, somebody saying no to you. Those things aren't actually as bad as you think that they are. You're just creating that experience and perspective for yourself. Mm-hmm. Rejection, someone saying something about you, failure, those are all neutral experiences, mm-hmm. but you fear them so much because you're creating this energy and perspective around them in your head that that would be the worst thing ever. Like if I go after this mm-hmm. and I ask for this and someone says no, oh, like that would hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Well, don't let it hurt you. Yeah. Oh, like failing. Like if I fail, like that would just, oh, it would like tear me down. It would just rip me apart. Well, you're creating that. Why are you Mm -hmm. saying that that's going to tear you apart? Why don't Mm -hmm. you just look at it with the perspective of, oh, if I fail, all right, well, I'll try again. I'll try something new. I'll try, I'll try it this way. I'll try it that way. Make it a positive experience because all of the things that are stopping you from going after it that you are afraid of right now, you're creating, you're creating that experience to be something to be afraid of. But it doesn't have to be something to be afraid of. So, you know, sit in a meditation, in a visualization and think about your biggest fear. Think about the failure, the rejection, your parents not approving of you, somebody saying no to you and really just sit with it, feel into it and start to change your feeling and your perspective about it to see that, wow, that really wouldn't be that bad. And um, just another little tidbit from that book I was reading Uh, since we're kind of on the topic, one of the things they shared was that men are actually more confident um, because they are involved in more sports. And Mm, so they experience, mm -hmm, they experience losing games. They get yelled at by their coach. They get, you know, roughed up a little bit on the court, on the field. Um, And so they're more comfortable with it. So you just have to get yourself more comfortable with it, you know, go, Mm -hmm go get a little bit of critiquing, go ask Mm -hmm. somebody, Hey, what do you think that I could improve on? Go ask your boss. What do you think I could improve on? Mm -hmm. Let them tell you, you know, you need to, you need to work on this. Go ask for something that you know that you're not going to receive. Hear somebody Mm -hmm. say no to you and just get like super comfortable with that because it's not that bad. Yeah. Every, everything you're fearing is not that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, you are worthy there is no one on this planet that is more worthy than you. The only difference between you and somebody living your dream is that they believed in themselves and they started before they were ready and they were just mm-hmm. able, they were willing to take on those little hits and just roll with it. Honestly, yes. start yes. before you are ready. I love that. Yeah. yeah I start before love that. Ready. And And that's why this podcast exists. Yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, take baby steps too. A Mm -hmm. big issue in confidence is, and and especially imposter syndrome. I just spoke about this on my podcast. The big issue is people are trying to jump too far ahead, like have big dreams and push yourself. But if you're stopping yourself from doing something because it feels too big, start smaller, Mm -hmm. start smaller. You don't have to go start the business tomorrow mm-hmm. and then like hope you don't fail at that. Start a different mm-hmm. hobby and experience failing in that. You know, take those little bitty steps to um get get comfortable with it because yes. you know, Jane didn't get here by 
like Jane wasn't able to start her business until she experienced the things that she needed to experience to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able, like, I wasn't always this strong and this confident and felt this worthy. I had to Mm -hmm. take these little tiny steps that got me there, different jobs, different experiences that like broke me down Mm -hmm. so that I could grow tougher skin and Mm -hmm. get the strength. So Uh, yeah, I love that. Take small steps. Yeah. Start before you are ready. Take small steps. And I mean, it's funny how, um, (laughs) Milo is getting really vocal. I'm going to open the door for him before you start howling. Um, oh, and I just hit him in the face on the door. Um, okay. I wanted to recap what you said. Start before you're ready, take small steps. And maybe the most counterintuitive idea that I actually love the most, imagine the worst case scenario. Imagine Um, that you fail miserably. Really meditate on it. Put yourself there. And when you do, you're going to realize like, do you die? Do you lose everything? Does your family abandon you? Do all of your friends turn your... No. No. Even if if they do, even if you lose everything and your parents Mm -hmm. say, we want nothing to do with you and you lose friends. Mm. worst yeah. case scenario let's talk yeah. worse let's case make it scenario. even worse yes you lose your life savings mm-hmm. all of it on trying your business your parents are like we want nothing to do with you you should have gone to school you lose friends because they don't believe in your dream is that still that bad mm. and most yeah. people right now are thinking yes that would be the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. sit with it I encourage you to sit with it. Mm. And you know what the worst thing in the world would be? Losing yourself because of all that. Because there's something to me that's like, Bruna could leave me. My parents could turn their back on me. I could lose everything that I have. But at the end of the day, I am actually all that I have. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can ever really count on in my life is me. And if I don't believe in myself... When the worst case scenario comes, when my worst fears come to life, if I can't trust in myself, then what, what really do I have? Yep. Nothing. Exactly. And would you rather be where you are now feeling stuck, feeling sad, feeling overwhelmed without purpose in relationships where people don't support you? Like, would you rather be there or be in a place where you lose things, you experience failure, rejection, judgment, and you're happy with yourself and your decisions and where your life has gone and you are strong and you are capable and you are living your passion. You're living with the truth of your heart and your soul. Like, Mm -hmm. is it better? Like both ways are going to be uncomfortable. Staying where you're at is uncomfortable. Going after your dreams is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Which uncomfortable would you rather experience? Cause I experience a lot of, um, hardships now where I'm at. But mm-hmm. I would choose these hardships over my, my yeah. hardships before my business, my confidence mm-hmm. any day. Absolutely. Any day. There's, yeah. there's something so like I've really learned to love myself so much more throughout the last year because I've learned to just honor who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point now where I'm like, no one can take that away from me. Like, oh, you don't want to be in my life. I think I'm the fucking shit. If you don't see that, then I thank you for letting me know. Like, I don't need you in my life. And Mm -hmm. 
if I had stayed small all the time and let myself be around these people who like don't really value me or don't really care about me, like mm-hmm. again, that level of discomfort, way, way, way worse than where I am now being like, oh, I'm people don't like who I'm becoming. Like, well then fuck off. I think I'm the dopest. Like I love where I am. Yeah. And the relationship with yourself is what's number one, you guys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, wow. you'll always have yourself. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Maddie, I it's really funny for me to assume that there's anyone listening who doesn't know who you are, but if they don't know who you are and they need to connect with you more, how can they find you? Yes. So like Jane mentioned, I have my own podcast and it's called Breaking Butterfly. And then I mostly hang out on Instagram and my Instagram is Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. <laughs> and and that's pretty much it. My website is also Maddie Maple, but you can pretty much find anything you need to know about me and how to work with me from my Instagram. Yeah. And Maddie's got like a ton of cool freebies and yes. podcasts to listen to. You can listen to the episode that I did with her where I pretty much give you my whole life story. <laughs> yes. Yep. yep. We have a podcast together, tons of free. Uh, I have freebies, but I also have like three free masterclasses as well, like two oh, hour sweet. long masterclass. Like if you oh need gosh. more on confidence, yeah. yeah, it's it's available. So go get it, you guys. Oh my gosh. Well, Maddie, it's such an honor to have you on my show. This will this is just the beginning. I know that we're gonna get together and make more amazing episodes for everybody. Yeah. So thank yeah, you so I'm much for being you. here. It's thank such an honor so to have you as my friend. Yes, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful, truly. And thank you everyone uh, for listening. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Yay. Okay, everyone. We love you so much. Have a beautiful day. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.